we had started the whole process at 10 p.m. At nine o'clock the next morning, they started the Pitocin. And then at 10.15, they broke my water. And at 11.15, they gave me the epidural. At 1.15, I was four centimeters dilated. And then at two, I was 10. (laughs) So I went in 45 minutes from four to 10 centimeters. I'm Angela, and you're listening to My Main Birth, a space where we share the real-life stories of families and their unique birth experiences in the beautiful state of Maine. From our state's biggest hospitals to birth center births and home births, every birth story deserves to be heard and celebrated. From the first feelings of pregnancy to the first cry of your newborn, we explore the journey of childbirth in all of its beauty, intensity, and emotion. Whether you're a soon-to-be mom, a seasoned mother, or simply interested in the world of birth, these episodes are for you. As part of my commitment to capturing these incredible moments, I'm proud to offer my birth photography services to families throughout Maine. As an experienced photographer, I'm dedicated to capturing the beauty and emotion of this special moment in your life. And I create a personalized and intimate photo album that you will treasure forever. For all of the information, head over to mymainphoto.com and fill out the contact form to schedule a call with me. Now sit back, relax, and join me as we dive into the world of childbirth in Maine and discover the joy, strength, and love that is at the heart of every birth story. Today's birth story guest is Lindsay, and she shares a story of her son's birth, which was an elective induction at 39 weeks at Northern Light Eastern Maine Medical Center in Bangor. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to My Maine Birth. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. Of course. So to get started, will you share a little bit about you and your family? Sure thing. My name is Lindsay Gordon, and... Uh, we, my husband and I have a one-year-old. He turned one in May and I'm currently 26 weeks today, actually pregnant. So <laughs> the first uh, delivery didn't scare me away, obviously, because here I am again, <laughs> but we have both grown up in Maine our whole lives and now we're raising a family here. Aww. Now, can you tell me about when you found out you were pregnant for the first time and your thoughts in choosing your care? So I, it's actually a really funny story. I went into work one day and I was doing shift change with a friend of mine and she said, are you pregnant? And I said, no, I don't think so. I'm supposed to start my period tomorrow. So we'll find out. She's like, no, you're pregnant. I know you are. I didn't think anything of it. I went in. For my shift, I worked live-in staff at the time, and two of my consumers were grounded, if you will, because of COVID. Um, They had been exposed, so we couldn't go anywhere. And the next day, I never started my period. So I was like, hmm, get in the car. We're going to buy a test. We'll be right back. And so I took it at work. (laughs) And uh, that's when I found out. I had no idea. The only symptom that I had the entire pregnancy was a missed period. So I continued to test for like three months to make sure that I wasn't dreaming. (laughs) 
So what were your thoughts when choosing your care? Well, when I called, the, I, I called everybody in the Bangor area. And because of COVID, they had such a waiting list of people to be seen for various reasons that it took, I think I was finally, I was eight weeks when I finally got in for my first appointment. Um, and then some places never even called me back because they were so busy. <laughs> so I got into one place. And then when I was, I think 22 or 23 weeks, I found out that he was no longer going to be in practice. So I had to switch at 28 weeks prenatal care from one office to the next. Oh, were you with Dr. Smith? I was. <laughs> I yeah, was. It's been a real struggle here in Bangor. It, yes, it really has. It has. So overall, how was your pregnancy? When I found out I was pregnant with my son, I was 33 when I got pregnant and 34 at delivery. So I was petrified because obviously I'm on the I was on the cusp of being geriatric. They don't call it that anymore, but that's what they mean. <laughs> Well, they call it right now advanced maternal age, uh, but I was terrified. I thought, you know, anything, and we had a heck of a year the year prior. So it was just any time that we felt like things had evened out and nothing else could happen, something bad happened. So I was like waiting for that shoe to drop. So I was doing anything that I could. I did all of the prenatal or yeah, the, all of the prenatal testing, all of the uh, genetic testing, you name it, I did it. <laughs> and everything was good though? No issues? None. The only thing, the only complaint I had the whole pregnancy was heartburn. It was so bad. I would I basically choke on it. <laughs> oh no. Was that towards the end? Oh no. The whole thing. The whole thing. Wow. From oh. probably 12 weeks on and then it almost, it was like immediate after I had him, it went away. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so now tell me about your, when your labor started and how your birth went. So I elected for a 39 week elective induction. Uh, I was over being pregnant. <laughs> it was, I was uncomfortable. I was huge. Like people would say to me, are you sure there's not two in there? Are you sure you're not having twins? Oh, you have at like 28 weeks, someone said, oh, you're about to pop. <laughs> so I was just done being pregnant. I wanted to mow. I wanted to start motherhood. So at 39 weeks, I went in, it was Thursday. At 10 p.m., they finally called me and said, okay, come on in. But I, my body wasn't ready to deliver at all. Uh, my cervix hadn't thinned at all. So they gave me a medication to thin my cervix at the same time because I tested positive for group B strep. So I had to have the antibiotic for that. So I went in, they gave me the medicine, and they gave me the antibiotic that I'm allergic to. <laughs> So, but we didn't know it at the time. At the time we thought I was only allergic to penicillin and they had given me ampicillin. So it just turns out that I'm allergic to the entire cillin family. But we had 
started the whole process at 10 p.m. At nine o'clock the next morning, they started the Pitocin. And then at 10.15, they broke my water. And at 11.15, they gave me the epidural. At 1.15, I was four centimeters dilated. And then at two, I was 10. (laughs) So I went in 45 minutes from four to 10 centimeters. But... I he wasn't he hadn't dropped yet so I still had to labor a little bit longer even though I was dilated to the amount that I needed to be so they had me in like positions that I wouldn't be able to get myself in again like my I was my feet were touching my head it was <laughs> it was a sight to see I'm sure but then when it was time to push I got nervous so I hit the epidural button <laughs> probably three or four times in like a 45 minute period. So I couldn't feel my legs. So like pushing wasn't actually happening. So I ended up having to push for an hour. So I started pushing at four. I think it was 401. And then my son was born at 511. Weighing eight pounds, nine ounces for my first one. (laughs) So he was a big boy. So how did your immediate postpartum go? I was, so like I said, they gave me the antibiotic that I was allergic to. And what happens when I have that specific allergy or reaction is my body starts attacking my blood platelets. So I am not able to claw on my own. So I kept telling them I don't feel good. Like I'm cold, I'm shaky. I felt sick. I felt like I was coming down with, I, and honestly, I it, if they told me I had COVID, I would have believed it. That's how awful I felt. So they ended up having, because I was hemorrhaging, they ended up having to give me four suppositories of some sort of clotting drug. And then I was able about 45 minutes after that to get up and go to the bathroom, but I still wasn't feeling well. So once they got me into the other side of just the the postnatal care, I started feeling like I was going to, I just, I couldn't wake myself up. So I felt asleep forever. <laughs> what it was seemed like forever, but doctors and nurses are coming in all through the night. So that part was traumatic. And I'm really hoping this time around, it does not go in the same direction because that was very scary. And to make matters worse, the day before I went into the hospital, my stepmom tested positive for COVID and she was supposed to stay with our dogs. So then we had no one to stay with the dogs. So my husband had to leave to come home and stay with them and then come back to the hospital the next day. So I was alone. (laughs) They weren't letting anyone in because of COVID. So my sister couldn't come. It was just him that was allowed there. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's so hard. Yes. So if you were to sort of explore what your like dream birth story would be for your next birth, how, how would it look if it were, if anything were possible? What what would you kind of want for your next birth experience? I think oh, so. <laughs> I know it's not going to happen, but in a perfect world, I would go into labor 
early enough where the baby was six and a half, seven pounds, and I would not use an epidural, and I wouldn't have to have the antibiotic, but I could also have my family come in and visit. I think the loneliness of being there was one of the hardest parts. So having them be there this time around, I think would help significantly. And you, they don't, no one prepares you for like the second that you deliver you, your, your hormones go crazy. So like postpartum depression for me started that day, that night. And I didn't realize it at the time, like looking back, I know what it was now, but at the time I just thought, oh, I'm just, I'm just exhausted. That's why I'm crying for no reason. Like I would just look at my son and start bawling. Like it wasn't happy. It wasn't sad. It was just very indifferent. <laughs> like this is what you need to do right now. <laughs> yes. And it was like that for a week straight. My husband had to go to the store and I didn't want him to leave me. So he saw my neighbor outside and he was like, I don't know. I think maybe you should go check on her. (laughs) Yeah, postpartum is hard and having support is so important. Yes. Now, if you were to give advice to someone who is expecting or new parents, what would you say? (laughs) Nothing's going to go as you planned. But I, (laughs) I said from... The second I found out I was pregnant, I'm never going to co-sleep. I'm never going to co-sleep. And here we are a year later and I'm (laughs) co-sleeping. So don't, do not put yourself down for things not going the way that you originally planned that they would, because that's just how it is. Anything that can be, can have a wrench thrown in it will. (laughs) Motherhood is hard. So the more that you put yourself down for the things that you could or couldn't do, the the harder it's going to be. I've realized that if I just let things go and it is what it is, I'm happier. My son's happier. Everyone's happier. Exactly. Yeah. It's really just whatever works for you. You just have to go with it. <laughs> yes. It's definitely not a one size fits all. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for sharing your story today. Yes, thank you for having me. And that's the end of another episode of the My Main Birth Podcast. Thank you for joining me and listening. I hope that the stories shared here have been inspiring and informative to all of my listeners. If you're looking to capture your own birth story, I highly recommend considering my birth photography services. I'm a professional photographer and I'm very passionate about capturing the raw and emotional moments of the birthing process. And I design a personalized and intimate photo album, creating a beautiful and lasting memory of one of the most special moments of your life. For more information, head over to mymainphoto.com and schedule a call with me. Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to bringing you more amazing birth stories. Don't forget to subscribe and leave me a review, and I'll see you back here again next week.